0: Hello, everybody.
1: Welcome back to another episode of A of BJJ, BJJ Marriage. Marriage,
0: where we talk about our lives as a married jujitsu couple. This is why we came up with a theme song, so that <laughs> Nick would stop singing before
1: everyone. Sorry. All
0: right. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello well, there. Welcome to another episode. I think this is, what, 36 now?
1: Late 30s. Yeah, something
0: like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have our awesome special guest today, Jose Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. My first time being a guest on a podcast. I'm Woo-hoo! glad we
0: could pop your cherry on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jose, he's from Seattle, but he also lives in
2: Milwaukee somewhat. a
0: secret agent yeah. living a double life.
2: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah well pretty much for uh, personal reasons I travel back and forth between Seattle and Milwaukee right now. Um, I used to travel a lot for work because I know that's kind of a subject that we're going to touch on. Yeah? Yes. Sounds fun. Yes. But, I've never uh, been
0: to Seattle. What's
2: it like? Um, Lots of Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Which
0: is why you have a Starbucks cup yeah, today? Yeah exactly did that
2: on purpose <laughs> yeah um it is it's very pretty it's very green a lot of water and it's uh interesting i mean it's a different the way i see it's like being in two different countries mm. because the differences like it's sometimes there is even like a contrast where you have certain things and then the opposite here and there but it, it's it's nice i like it mm. um, that's cool yeah the the people it's one thing they call the uh, the Seattle freeze, I think it's called if I recall well. It's when they say yeah. Because people seem like very cold. Okay. And they say it's not because they don't want any more friends because they have enough. Mm. Or they don't want friends or they don't like people, it's because they have enough friends. So oh, okay. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, I, I get a what you mean. There, but Yeah,
1: so Seattle freeze, like they're cold people because yes. they say they have enough friends already. Yes. Interesting. West Coast
0: <laughs> people are not as friendly as Midwest people, is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> Got what it. I'm saying.
1: Got uh-huh. it.
0: I have heard that Midwest people are the nicest, and I don't really relate because I haven't lived anywhere else, so I can't really tell outside of traveling, but... Uh,
2: I, I will agree with that. <laughs> I lived in Baltimore for six, seven years, mm-hmm. and then I've been in Seattle for almost a year.
0: Well, East Coast is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I so... do know that.
2: Yeah, in terms of people, Midwest is the best. <laughs> yes. Cool. Or Wooden. Yeah. Yeah, when I
0: picture Seattle, all I think about is Grace Sloan Memorial from Grey's Anatomy.
2: It doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I watched when I was going to move there, I watched Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And then I was reading online that it was recorded. Mostly in California.
0: Aww. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so, a downer. <laughs> so, so, probably the only
2: things that you see from Seattle, like actual Seattle, is like the pictures they have from the Space Needle. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: it. Dang. Well,
1: I want to go there, the Space Needle. When I come to compete in Portland, we'll go to the Space yeah. Needle.
2: Yeah, and we can go up. So, I haven't done much of the touristy stuff because I'm waiting for someone to force me. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, for example, uh, well, one thing about Seattle is very expensive. Oh yeah, just like any big city. But if you want to go up on the space needle, it's like sixty dollars. Mm. So I'm just gonna do it once. <laughs> okay, five. yeah. That seems like a lot. It's it's expensive. it like is a lot. A coffee is around seven eight dollars
0: a cup. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness.
1: Was that like a latte or a coffee?
2: A latte. Okay. A latte like a black coffee is probably like three four. Yeah, maybe five. Depends on it. Which rate. is
1: still more expensive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: I mean, it's getting to be that point now too, especially with all the. Substitutions for milks and everything. Oh, yeah. I would say a latte on average costs like six bucks at this point. Yeah. Like it's like five something on the menu, but then you substitute it for oat milk or almond milk. Yeah, and that's or something an extra and, dollar. And yeah. And, and then I always you gotta add... get the big one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I like adding vanilla to all mine. So I have like a vanilla oat milk something, 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 then it's like six dollars I'm like, okay, that was a really expensive <laughs> cup of coffee, but whatever.
2: White yeah. girl over here. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: Mexican. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the good side of that is I'm making so much coffee at home that I'm getting good at making at home. Mm. Mm. Nice. I used to have a bunch of different coffee makers, but that got like way
1: too complicated. Now I don't have time. and I don't want to do all the dishes.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We have like a French press and a Nespresso, a regular coffee maker, Aeropress. a Keurig, an Aero Press, and I think there's one more in there too. Now we just use the regular coffee maker like because it's easy to see Yeah, because
1: yes. yeah, I can like brush my teeth and make coffee at the same time
2: right <laughs> Press the yeah. yeah
0: and these presto pods are surprisingly really difficult to find
2: oh the small ones mm-hmm. yeah it's because they're going to the other ones I to know. the round ones yep but then you already have the other machines right <laughs> corporations get <sighs>
0: that's how they get you how they get corporations can incorporate them. right
1: <laughs> it's like the apple uh charging port oh yeah <laughs> well anyways that's a little bit about seattle yeah
0: <laughs> That was our first time going
2: off topic today. Uh, nice. <laughs> go and visit. It's really pretty. Yes. I would like to go And here. oysters. If you are into oysters, oysters are amazing there. Oh, well, I'm sure. Right I've still La never tried there. an oyster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fish, like yeah. salmon, all that stuff. That right.
0: what Seattle's known for? For their food? Uh, in terms of food? I
2: would say so. Okay. I would say so. Seafood and, and uh, That makes sense. Oysters. Yeah. And it's right there. And cruises to Alaska because there you go. from mm-hmm. there.
1: Actually, yeah, I dropped off a passenger that's going to Seattle for a cruise this week. Nice. She Jealous. said that she's been waiting three years to go on
2: the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Yes. I have a friend from work that he just went uh, on the cruise with his wife. Uh, mm. It was for a week and they love it. Oh, mm. I'm sure. Yeah. It's
0: supposed to be beautiful for yeah. there. Yeah, and yeah. then you can go up into Canada when you leave from Seattle too.
2: Yeah, it's, um, I would say, like an hour, two hours drive yeah. to Vancouver.
0: Yeah, but even like cruising on the coast of oh. Canada. Oh. Yeah. That always has been something I want to do because he wants to do an Alaskan tour or a cruise. I mean, yep, see some whales. Yeah, oh, so yeah. what we're gonna
1: do is we're gonna go compete in Portland, go to Space Needle, go on a cruise, <laughs> and then come back Spend
2: home. ten dollars in a coffee, yeah,
0: and then go yeah. to Iceland.
2: Yeah, my parents went to visit um, a couple of weeks ago and we went to watch whales. Mm. Or, did all. you
0: see one?
2: Uh, yeah, from the distance, but yeah, okay. uh, so I, that's uh, awesome.
0: We did a whale watching tour in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and they told us that if we don't see a whale, they will give us another free trip, and it never mm-hmm. expires. So, like, if we ever go back to New Zealand, you can just go on this tour again. Mm-hmm. And I think we paid like a hundred bucks each for this tour; like, it wasn't cheap. And they're mm-hmm. like, if you don't see a whale, then we give you a free one. And we're like, okay, well, when are we ever going to New <laughs> Zealand again? That's what it is. But yeah, we didn't see a whale. We just saw lots and lots and lots of dolphins, which is super <laughs> That's cool fine. too. Only yeah. dolphins. Yeah. Did you
2: jump? Yeah they, did, yeah, they were
0: following us on the boat. Like, we yeah. were out in the front, and there was probably, like, 20 of them just mm-hmm. swimming with us on the boat. It was super cool. Like, I'm I really excited awesome that I've we saw I've done that in Mexico, dolphins.
2: and the guy is like, okay, I'm going to go past them, and then turn. And then when I say you jump, and then uh, they're going to pass, like, next to you.
0: Yep, it was super cool. Yeah. But because we didn't see a whale, we have a free voucher to go on that tour again. So yeah, it, I have that to saved. You just need to get yourself
2: to
1: New Zealand. Right. That's right.
0: Because, you know, it's just so easy yeah. to get there. They said
1: that one person came back with a coupon, I think it was 27 years. Later. 27 years. <laughs> And yeah. they were like, okay, come on. Yeah.
0: You have your coupon. Never expires. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I have awesome. that tucked away nice and safe so I don't lose okay. it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so you live sometimes in Seattle, sometimes in Milwaukee, which means yes. that you train all year round, but in different places. Sometimes in
2: Seattle, sometimes in walking. Yeah. Yes. And whenever you're
0: visiting other places, yeah. you go there too.
2: Yeah. So yeah. tell us about that. Um So I've been doing jiu 2 for, what is it, six, seven years. And at the beginning, I wasn't really much into it. I was just doing like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um I get that. Yeah, it's <laughs> something I really, I always wanted to try, but for any reason I couldn't. And then I moved to Baltimore and I, I tried. What made you want to try it? Uh, so I always wanted, a, when I was living in Mexico, I was going to this gym and they have uh, the roller gym and the jiu-jitsu part. And um, I always wanted to, like, I would go to the gym and say like, oh, that looks cool. I want to try it. But then when yeah. I asked about it, it was like, oh yeah, it's three times the price of the membership they were paying for the gym.
1: Oh, okay.
2: like, uh, I don't think I can afford that right now. <laughs> yeah. And then when I moved here, I was making a little bit more of money. So I was like, okay, maybe I can try that jiu-jitsu thing that I've been wanting to try. Mm-hmm. Treat
0: yourself.
2: And <laughs> yeah. I try it and I really like it. And it's then, awesome. I mean you, you know, the story how it goes. When you start seeing it working on bigger, stronger people, then you just get hooked and yes. you end up training flying armors. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I and wonder what are. that's like
1: for like bigger, stronger people because they never get that feeling of, oh, my jiu-jitsu is working on bigger, stronger people. Because uh, they're yeah, at the top. They're probably, yeah, they're, they're
2: already <laughs> on top of the chain. Yeah. Today, uh, and, and they they have the opposite because they see smaller... Yeah. They're <laughs> like, how is this 150-pound people... yeah. woman throw me around? There's a... Uh, in Seattle right now, there's a Black Belt... Um, shout out to Professor Rambo. That's how he calls to John Rambo. <laughs> Professor John Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Does he have a knife? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he teaches he's, great knife defense. <laughs> yeah. He's like my height but like 20 pounds. less, So like around 135. Oh, okay. And he kills everybody. That's awesome. The only guy that he hasn't tapped in our gym is the professor wow. <laughs> yeah well wow. yeah but you see like uh bigger higher stronger guys getting very frustrated because this tiny guy is just yes the ass.
1: that's awesome i always love when you see that
2: <laughs> yeah
1: yep
0: But well, that's how it is even for the big strong guys too like when i when i'm thinking of that i think of brett and Brett can kill you, but all he has to do is, like, do this. And he hurts you. So he's not even using his brute strength or his size yeah. to his but, advantage. He's just really good at jujitsu, <laughs> Right.
1: But he could. Right. And that's the scary part. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's
0: the scary part of higher belt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even want to know what it's like to be under Brett at full force. That sounds terrible.
1: Uh, he's helped me out for competition rounds. It's
0: <laughs> tough. Yeah. <laughs> right now, his, that, uh
2: he's training... His, his roles are tough. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, he's getting ready for his Brazil trip, just like you are, because you're yeah. going to Brazil, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super cool for yeah. the Master Sour camp.
2: Master Sour camp. Yeah, that's okay. gonna be fun. Doing all the jiu jitsu again, mm-hmm. and that brings us back to how this started. Is mm-hmm. at the beginning I wasn't so focused on on doing it, but then, um, like I right now, I still call myself a hobbyist, but I'm a hobbyist with goals. Yeah. So yeah. even if my goal is just uh, taking part in a competition or in a seminar or something, I'm training for that goal. So that is what makes me want to keep training. And then if it happens, I'm traveling, that's mm-hmm. when I start going places.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's it is
1: super cool because you just started competing this year, right? Yeah, I believe so. And... You're going to go compete at IBJJF Worlds. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Masters Worlds. Yeah,
2: and that, that's how everything started because I heard about the competition in Vegas and I was like, oh, that that sounds cool. I want yeah. to do it. Yeah. And then I talked to Brent, our professor here, mm-hmm. and I say, hey, you want to do that one? And he say, yeah, that's cool, but maybe you need to do a couple of tournaments first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, okay, I'll do a couple of tournaments first.
0: That's probably a good advice for you. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Otherwise, I'd be doing Worlds at 175, which <laughs> 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 was suicide.
0: That sounds terrible.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really
1: hard.
0: <laughs> so you've been training super hard for Worlds. How many competitions <coughs> have you done this year now?
2: Uh, three.
0: Okay, that's what I thought.
2: Yeah. Three. And... Nagai, and grappling, grappling. Right.
0: That's right. And then you're getting lots of experience from that. You're finally learning what the pressure is like out there. And Yeah.
2: Yeah, my speed. first match. Yeah, my first match was awful.
0: Yeah, I mean like that's how everyone is when yeah. they first step on the mountain. It's like no one expects what's happening at yeah. all. It
1: that's why anybody is listening, it's best to compete as a white belt. Yeah. That's <laughs> it.
2: Like if you're, Yes. Very hesitating, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna be worse than mine.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. My my yeah. first match lasted <laughs> twenty seconds. <laughs> That's funny.
1: It's like your first time, you know. I mean that's how
0: Tracy was too. Tracy was a blue boat when she did her first uh-huh. competition and like she's so easygoing and so happy, right? Like in mm-hmm. the gym, she's always yeah. smiling and kinda like dancing a little bit. And then she got on the mats at competition. She did the same thing. Like she just walked out there, she's like, Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and then she slapped bump with this girl and the girl just mobbed her. And Tracy was like, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> this was so different.
2: that it's, yeah, it's an experience. It's a it's a very difficult experience. Yeah. You know how to describe.
1: Yeah, it is indescribable. Mm-hmm. Like, you can talk about it. You can prepare someone like, hey, it's going to be yeah. a tough role mm-hmm. that people are trying to kill you. You can say as that as much as you want. But, yeah. <laughs> but until you actually feel that from somebody, like, and it's not so much aggression on top of everything else, but like...
0: At White felt it is. <laughs> some it's of it's 100%, aggression, it's,
2: but... It's that 100% all the time. Yeah. For the yeah. whole five For minutes.
0: For the whole five
2: minutes, Yeah. The, the best way that I found to describe it is, it's like rolling with a super new, strong, spazzy, white belt. Mm-hmm. Former wrestler. <laughs> uh, but with your belt. Knowledge. Yeah, with
1: technique. Yeah. On top of it. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's
0: pretty wild. So, you ready for IBJJF? I <laughs> am. That's awesome.
2: I am ready. Yeah. yeah. I've been waiting at 155, which is my fighting weight. I just need to drop whatever the gi weights. <laughs> yes. And then we're ready. Because yes. then they're being
0: super strict on what gi you have to wear, right? Like it has to uh, a certain oh, stitching. Y- y- and... Yes. That yes.
2: too. They are very strict. I mean, they're, they're trying to be the best competition mm-hmm. platform, right? And right. Probably they are. they very strict with what you wear in terms of gi, um, in terms of belt, even belt, like the uniform, the whole uniform mm-hmm. has needs to have like Patches only in certain places. Yeah, I so, know
1: that my belt is like falling apart. and They would not allow this. Oh
2: uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 this is not the belt that I'm gonna compete with. Right. Okay. <laughs> because this part needs to have like a certain length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of rules, but
1: um, regulation means that they can control a lot and create a good environment yeah. for what even, they want.
2: Like even. Yeah. Like even also on the weight side, you wait right before your match. Get on. Mm-hmm. which is the only one they do. Mm-hmm. The only, Yeah, they're only organizations that does that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of wild that they make you weigh in with your gi. Like, I don't know any other competition that does that. Normally, it's you just step on the scale yeah. and yeah. hopefully make weight. But I then mean, you said yesterday to us that if you don't make weight on the first try, oh, you're yeah, and you You only guys.
2: have one try, and then if you don't make it, you're cute. Yeah. We are watching. <laughs> <laughs> Big brother's always watching. <laughs> yeah. You went to yes. Vegas to watch it in person.
1: Yeah, I have been to tournaments the other way around where they do day before Mm -hmm. weigh-ins, which it's more like, uh, I guess, like MMA type weigh-in schedule.
2: Yeah. Where you can, like, cut weight. Yeah, that's the purpose that you want. They don't want people cutting weight because if you're going to wait right before you fight, then it's your real weight. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. And I felt a difference of day of weigh-ins. And I know that when I did the competition where it was day before weigh-ins, I felt way out of my depth strength-wise. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's because you're like, oh, I'm all weighed in. It doesn't matter what I eat tonight, as long as yeah. I feel good tomorrow. I don't really care. Yeah,
1: but then there's people that actually cut weight like 15 pounds, and then and Dave. yeah, but then you know they weigh in at 170 and they fight you at 185. I felt yeah, that difference. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah,
0: like but, that one guy you went against that exactly. last time, and he was just crazy yes yes absolutely Yeah, I mean Dave does that where he'll do the day before weigh-in competitions and then after he weighs in and he's all good to go he's like okay I'm gonna go get like a 20 ounce steak now
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and there's a huge difference on finding somebody that is 175 lean mass versus 175 Mm -hmm. not that lean (laughs) yes right
1: 175 maybe a little beer belly yeah (laughs) (laughs) 175
2: pandemic (laughs) yeah Yes. I and mean, I was one. I was fighting on the one same the first two tournaments,
0: and then you realize that was a terrible oh, mistake. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> the first one I was like, if I want to keep doing this, I need mm. to start diet. Yeah, yeah.
0: My first competition, I was because my bracket was one thirty five to one fifty, and I'm on average one forty 140 to one forty five. I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm right yeah. in the middle. But when I signed up for the first time, there was no one in my bracket mm-hmm. for some reason. Somehow, there's no one in my bracket, so I got bumped up to the one sixty fives. And so it was 150 to 165 girls. And so you know all those girls are at the top because they're probably trying to cut from the next one. And I weighed in at 142 that day, going against 165 girls. And I was like, okay, this is fine. (laughs) Everything's on fire, (laughs) but it's fine. (laughs) But I assume
2: it's uh, finding girls to fight around tournaments is very difficult.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, even at the last tournament, I saw my bracket. I wasn't competing, but I just saw the girls and mm-hmm. I recognized them because I had won against them, and so I was like, "Those are the same girls competing." I would be literally yep. competing as the uh-huh. same people if I did it again. So that's what's kind of crazy about being female. Well, it's a
2: it's a very mm-hmm. small market. Yeah, yeah and jujitsu is a very small scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the um, way yeah. my dad describes it too is like there's jujitsu, like practitioners, and then there's jujitsu jujitsu competition, and like. The two differences, it's completely 100% different because you have the girls who are just there to like play, have fun, mm-hmm. learn self defense, and then you have the girls who are like competition style mode and like ready to go. And it's very different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we, we talk about this when you have a, somebody that competes, probably blue belt can kick somebody that's just a hobby, higher belt. Yeah. 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 And I was saying that uh, GG2 is a very small world. Uh, I did a drop-in in, in uh, Denver, Colorado. The school is Logos, uh, Michael Lira Jr. And I was talking to him. I said, like, hey, I, I want to drop-in, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, where do you train? I said, uh, Seattle. Who's uh, your p- professor? Uh, what school framework? And uh, like, oh, I know that guy. And then <laughs> he's was telling me how they trained together in San Diego.
0: That's crazy. Like
2: wow. so many years ago.
0: Like what are the ads? Yeah.
2: That is crazy. <laughs> yeah very small school
0: the community is growing a lot though like yes. from here based on what it was 20 years ago when it like first kind of came to the state to wisconsin at least i don't know how long it's really been in the u.s yeah. for but i know wisconsin it's probably been around for about 25 30 years ish or so and just like compared now to then there's a lot more people like well, the yeah and it's being exponential
2: lately especially mm-hmm. because you have uh all those celebrities yeah joe
1: rogan Jocko yeah, and Anthony
2: Bourdain, Joe yeah. Rogan, right. uh, the guy that was just promoted to Purple Belt. I Russell. Know. Yeah,
1: Russell all over Branson. social media. No. What's his name? It? Russell Wilson? No, no, no. That's a football player. <laughs> I can't remember his freaking name. I don't know. <laughs> Katie Perry married him, and then the divorce. Yeah. Russell cool. Branson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Something like that.
0: Well, I know Ellie and Denise, who are both Purple Belt competitors, they... Are frustrated because there's no one ever in their brackets. And mm-hmm. we are just like, yeah, purple belt female who competes is just yeah. such a rare commodity right now. But in yeah. 10 years, there's going to be hundreds of them.
1: <clears throat> That's where IBJJF really comes in and sets the standard because everybody signs up for all their tournaments.
2: Yeah. Oh. They sell out so quickly. Yes. <laughs> world's been sell out, sold out for like three months, two months. Yeah. But so you got in. Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah, I I uh, very early, without knowing. I (laughs) force myself to do it. Yes,
0: it'll be good for you though. Yeah, it's and you'll learn so much. Like even if it goes south for you, and like let's say you don't want to match, like you'll still learn so So, much from it. Top
2: thirty-seven of the world. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: for those of you who don't know about IVJJF, the brackets are huge. So, like a normal local tournament is probably like you're going against three other people for four matches in your brackets ish, maybe less, depending on what you're And that's if it's round in. robin. If yeah. it's
1: elimination, you might have like three matches in your bracket.
0: Yeah. But IBJJF, I mean, you just heard him. He said he had 37 yeah, people. Yeah, my last
2: tournament, Grappling Industries uh, Chicago, I have one guy. Mm-hmm. Not I have, well, it was just me. So, no guys. <laughs> that's right. I won. <laughs> <laughs> and they put me with the kids, and I lost everybody. <laughs> But for IBJJF, my, and the uh, age bracket is five years instead mm-hmm. of 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I, there was already 37 people in my age, five years apart, mm-hmm. uh, weight and belt. Yes.
0: Top 37 in the top world. Top 37 in the world. <laughs> and then when you win the first one, you're going to be what, top 17? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's a really cool perspective to look at it though. <laughs> Like, yeah. you are one of thirty-seven people so, in the world who signed up for this, yeah. and that's a really amazing thing if you think about it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm very excited, and I that uh, gives my goal my being a BJJ practitioner that it's a hobbyist, but with goals, right, gives a purpose, and then I can I have kind of like my north star, and then it's like, hey, I, yes, even if I'm traveling, even if I'm like splitting between schools, mm-hmm. then I can do. Uh, Still focus on yeah, something to, yeah as right. you prepare
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Maybe. we get to go to vegas so that's yeah. fun yeah, of <laughs> but yeah i'm excited we're going to
1: vegas just to support
0: yeah well we have four people from fluid competing and then i also just found out this week that one of my friends from a different school is competing so i'm excited to watch him
2: yeah.
0: go out there as well
2: And I'm, uh john ram professor john ram was competing too nice
0: so you're gonna watch him nice cool.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna throw right a knife. <laughs> <laughs> he will probably catch it. That sounds awesome. He has a very cool story. Um he's my age. Okay. Uh, we're probably like one or two years younger. Um, he's from Mexico too. And but for a from a small town, beach town Acapulco in Mexico. And he he was kind of like a little bit lost, uh getting himself into trouble until he found Mm jiu-jitsu and he really liked it and then now he's a a black belt that has won a couple of IBJJFs. Wow. Yeah. He was training, uh, I think it's American top team in Atlanta. Okay, yeah. And then he moved recently to to Seattle. And I was very happy I found him because um, he opened the, at my jiu-jitsu, well, at Framework, uh, the jiu-jitsu plates I trained in Seattle, he opened a competition class and I was talking to him and then we like recognize like speak spanish yeah speak spanish yeah Yeah. so we start um talking and then he said he was training for masters oh me too (laughs) world's masters and then small world yeah 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 and and now when i'm there it's awesome because he's having like my private black belt teaching me stuff because he's training for the same thing for the same thing yeah and you guys can help each other out Yeah, yeah yeah so we like Drill before class, or when we're like doing the class, we include some drills that he teaches me, and it's pretty good. That's awesome.
0: So, when you compete at IBJJF, what school are you competing under? Is it Fluid or your Seattle school?
2: Uh, because they have, again, going back to regulations, because they have so sort of strict regulations, you need to have a team. Mm-hmm. And I'm competing under Pedro Sauer because that's a team.
0: That's right, it's not yeah. even under Fluid, it's yeah. under Pedro Sour Team, that's yeah. right, I do remember that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. part
1: of the Pedro Sauer Association.
2: Yeah, yeah, because that's another thing, you have to register MTJF and then put your school and they have to validate your belt. Mm-hmm. And it
0: can take a couple days for them to yeah, actually Yeah, it, it takes, takes it. like yeah. a week.
2: Yeah, so Mine took like a week. That's right. And weird. I have a, my credential, the MTJF credential team, Pedro Sauer, for <laughs> belt. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, but it's, it's even hard harder for black belts. Yeah, me to have their black belt validator right? Yeah. 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 Yeah and um framework the other place he also has a team, but um I don't know, and I think probably politics involved. Like, yeah always. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy. But so you train in both places pretty consistently so how do you manage that how do you because we've been talking about it and we've been wondering yeah like what's going to happen for your next promotion like what do you do i don't know
2: because each professor or each school has its own system right so i know framework they do promote people because i've seen it uh Mm -hmm. but for color belts stripes are not as important Mm -hmm. um it's more your progress Mm-hmm. so it's not that people that don't deserve it or haven't put the time they get promoted um, they just don't get the stripes in between so probably if true the professor they uh, did the stripes it would be the same time between all the four stripes and then promoting sure the new belt but the way he sees it is uh, stripes are not important once you have color belt so yeah
0: Yeah, Um, we've talked about that because like a white belt, (coughs) each stripe kind of shows you a milestone, like all the things that you've learned and how you can really pick up on like the smaller details and then you're able to share your knowledge. But as once you're a color belt, now it's like we've talked about in this analogy where you're seeing everything for the second time. And that's another one that we could have talked about last night when we were talking about all the analogies. But like a white belt, (laughs) the way, an analogy that my dad has described is that as a white belt, you're seeing everything for the very first time. It's all brand new Uh to you. By the time you're a blue belt, now it's the second time that you're seeing things. And it's starting to make a little bit more sense. It's starting to click like, oh, yeah, okay, I get that. And then by the time you're a purple belt, you're now trying to string together two to three things at a time. And you're really, like, learning the art and trying to actually figure out the...
1: Your own style. Yeah,
0: like your own style. And then by the time you're a brown belt, now you're putting three, four, five things together. And then by the time you're a black belt, you're you're thinking five steps ahead every time. But as a white belt, you're only thinking about the very first step. You're only seeing it for the very first yeah. time. Like, I'm here. Okay, how do I get out of here? Whereas a blue belt, you're like, I'm here. I want to be there. As a purple belt, you're like, I'm here. But I'm going to do this to get to there. there. And then by the time you're a brown belt and black belt, it just is yeah. all It's all there. Yeah. You already know they... five moves ahead. Also, as <laughs> a
2: white belt, it's important to have that uh, validation and, mm-hmm. and sense of accomplishment that the stripes give you. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah i mean it's i'll just adjust to whatever school i am at the moment mm-hmm. and then probably if i'm still training in two schools and then promotion time gets um when i get to the promotion time then i will of course accept the new belt but mm-hmm. i will talk to the other uh professor and say hey yeah it's it's uh you, me, you okay do you want me to test do you want yeah. me right to anything
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> wear the spell to wear this belt at your school too
2: yeah
0: <laughs> it's a pretty crazy scenario
2: it is weird yeah yeah, yeah. it's unique I, it, yeah i, I mean I, I like it and i know uh other people uh, that, uh have kind of like similar mm-hmm. and, and it it gives you a lot um there are a lot of there are pros and cons and the cons are not that many like for example i get uh the cons is i miss special occasions with friends that you make in different places mm-hmm. sure like if, uh, recently, uh, I know a, a guy in, in Seattle got promoted to black belt and I wasn't there. Oh yeah. And yeah. That, that, that went hurt because I really, that's, uh, the guy that told me about that, uh, school.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, the one that brought you into there and everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, uh, he got promoted, he got his black belt and wasn't there. I'm like, damn, I really wanted to be there for, right. for that one. Yeah. Uh yeah. but on the other side, you get to meet more people with different systems. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, they're different. Like Each school is different. Uh, some schools, they teach you a lot of techniques the same day. One, the other school teaches the same technique the whole week. But then by the end of the week, you're like, really know that technique and you really drilled that technique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's a, a, a benefit. Yeah. yeah, it's cool to see a whole bunch of different teaching styles.
0: For sure.
2: Yeah, and, and also there's benefits like internal benefits. Like I feel like I'm a true blue belt because I all the schools that I've been involved, I kind of hold my ground with blue belts. I was like, oh okay. So Yeah. Because sometimes if you're only in your school it's like, I don't know if I go out Mm -hmm. and how like Mm -hmm. it's gonna
0: go. I think that's one of the most important parts about training at different schools is so that you can see other styles and other techniques and other just the way that people move because you are so used to the way that your oh, yeah. partic- or participants, your training partners actually roll with you, especially if you kind of roll with the same people every single time. So then when you go to a different school, like when we go to neutral ground I feel like it's not completely different, but it's definitely different. Yeah. It's different than fluid. Oh, yeah. And things like that. And then when we travel and we go to places, like I remember Colorado people were... Very different, and their cardio was much better because they're 9,000 feet up in the air. Morningstar? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I trained there once, walkable well, yeah. days. Actually. Yeah,
0: that yeah. seems to be the place that we all go whenever we visit. Well, so if you go to Colorado, if you go to <laughs> yeah. Denver, go to Morningstar. Shout out Star because we've been there, he's yeah. been there, our friend Josh and Megan have been there. It's a, it's a really cool gym, but it's very difficult to breathe.
2: <laughs> yeah, and they do. Mostly. I would agree. No gi, so if you are into gi, get ready to get your ass kicked.
0: Yeah. Man, that was yeah. rough. I remember we just did warm-ups, and it was like five minutes, and after the five minutes, I was like, okay, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. And it I, does make a difference. My cardio is pretty good, so that was that was different for me.
2: Well, their cardio is mm. just better. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. But one talking about yeah, looking at two techniques, um, that's pretty cool because you get to learn things because, you know, like, if you're in a school and it's um leg uh, look week everybody's trying to do leg look and everybody is, is practicing it mm-hmm. but if you go to the other school maybe the other school is on uh back take week so Parambola nobody is week. thinking about Parambola. yeah nobody's thinking about what you just practice. Mm-hmm. so i learned here yep. in milwaukee uh a submission, I don't even know the name, <laughs> uh, Yeah. nobody in Seattle knows it. Uh, it works. Uh, yeah, it works. It has worked a couple of times. Yeah, it's
1: hard to defend something you don't understand. Oh, yeah, and you haven't seen. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's how I feel about the uh, sad <laughs> country that we learned at the camp. I've been doing it to everyone, and every time they're like, whoa, how'd you get there? <laughs> I'm like, I love this move.
2: Yeah, and also there are different styles. Um, and here... Is wrestling. Everybody here has a wrestling background, or lots of people have okay. a wrestling background. Yeah. Uh, not in Seattle.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: so I've been asked a couple of times, hey, were you a wrestler or <laughs> Like, No, I just train with working sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have a big wrestling crowd
2: there. Yeah. And I haven't been back to Baltimore uh, since mm-hmm. I trained here. So that's one thing that I want to do. Go back mm-hmm. and see how it compares. Yeah, that sounds like fun. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Well, I know one of the other really big topics that we wanted to talk about was you being Mexican on the mats, right? Because the majority of people that we train with are white.
2: Yes, and that has so many things um, like confidence. That yeah, um, yeah. When I started seven years ago in, in Baltimore, everybody was white. Okay, like I remember Over on the East Coast <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, and also it depends On the on the city because you don't see A lot of um, uh, Mexicans in Baltimore
0: Right, well I was going to say Baltimore has a Really big African American yeah, culture 60%, too, right? 60% Yeah, 60% uh, So for Baltimore. a majority to be white on the mats Is kind of mm, yes. crazy
2: Yes, and I think mm-hmm. it also has to be with Income and other like social problems mm-hmm. But
0: uh, But if you just think about it as like a pie graph where like if sixty percent of the population in Baltimore is African American, but then ninety percent of the people on the mats are Caucasian, like it's yeah. just it's kind of a wild statistic when you think about it that way. But I mean that's probably what you're seeing too, even being Hispanic and coming and training in all these different places.
2: Yeah, and, and I think so. There, there's uh, the the population is changing because now you have uh second generation, third generation Hispanic. And you have a lot of, I've seen a lot of uh, Hispanic professionals like myself that I was a professional in in Mexico and then I just transferred within a company Mm -hmm. and and it's different type of activities that you do. Uh, Yes. So the fact that you have people with more income, they're going to start doing these type of things that are more restrictive to lower income. That makes sense, yeah. So... Yes, you start, especially in the, depending on the city, as I was mentioning, yeah, but in in Colorado, in Denver, uh, so in Denver, I have dropping in two schools, uh, Logos and, and Morningstar, and in Logos, they had uh, a really big uh, Hispanic presence. well, not big, but like more than one more guy. Than, more than normal. Yeah, because yeah. very often, I used to be the only guy, the only brown sure. guy in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I I think that is because you have second third generations and then you also have professionals and, and I think another I very very the language because I know Right. Yeah and Yeah, if
1: you're not like fluent in English it's hard to go someplace that they only speak English.
2: Yes. Yes. And probably intimidating.
0: Because mm-hmm. how long did you live in Mexico?
2: Uh all my life. Uh twenty nine years.
0: Well, did you learn English in Mexico? Yes. Then? Is like I just, did, for just
2: for school, but uh, so it, me- education in Mexico is, is different. Like, here it's okay if you go public school, um, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. There, your parents are gonna do whatever they can to bring you to private schools, okay? And private schools usually teach English kindergarten. So, I've been learning oh, okay. English since yeah, kindergarten, very cool, yeah. But then when you come here and you think you know English, you really don't know English, all okay. <laughs> the slang and accents, and yeah, yeah. Especially in a place like Baltimore. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I'm sure. How are you sense. feeling about going to Brazil and having to speak Portuguese? <laughs> well, that's very
2: similar. And I've been to Brazil. Okay. So I'm you excited. You have been to Brazil? Yeah, I went for the World Cup in oh. Uh, 2014. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'm cool. excited about that one. <laughs> mm. And I wasn't that into jiu-jitsu there. Uh, but then, I, I actually, I think I haven't even started jiu-jitsu. But then, otherwise, I got hmm uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, because Nick is learning Portuguese right now through a language app. Uh-huh. And they're, because I. And Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> he just started Chinese <laughs> Mandarin a couple of weeks ago. Ni hao. Oh, <laughs> Jia. Hello.
1: <laughs> My three languages. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I studied Spanish for so many years throughout high school and college and everything. So I wasn't ever fluent or anything, but I could understand it pretty well. Like, even last night when you guys were talking, mm-hmm. I was definitely like hearing a lot of words that I was like, oh, I don't know what they're <laughs> saying. But. Uh, there's sometimes when he's doing his Portuguese and he always asks me, he's like, what's the Spanish word for that? And then I tell him and it's just, it's they're very similar.
2: They're very similar, yeah. Or uh, when he's
0: like doing a random word, I'm like, did you just say this? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it is in Spanish. The first <laughs>
2: the first thing that I learned to say in Portuguese is uh, if you speak slow, I can understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it's true.
0: That's how I feel about Spanish. I, if you speak slow, I can probably get what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> Maybe not translate it to a T, but... <laughs> I can get it.
1: Yeah. Get the gist of it?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and definitely Spanish is going to help you more than English there.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yes. he doesn't know any Spanish. You should have seen him try to say Gabriel's name last week. He was like, grab, <laughs> It was very cute. Gabriel.
2: Like, like parrillada. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> I always want to call it paradilla and I don't think that's right. Parrillada. Parrillada. Mm-hmm. See? I don't know. I'm, never, I'm not going to remember that, just so you know. <laughs> I just know it's a tray of meat, and I really like yeah. it. Every
2: time we roll, I'm going to, like, dip up there. Butter, yada.
0: <laughs> That's what I need to get embroidered yeah. on my belt, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly.
2: Butter, yada. I'm a plate of hot meat. <laughs>
0: Ew. Okay, never mind.
1: Feel my wrath.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I want to embroider on my belt. So, Jose told me that I should do, if you can read this, you're about to get choked. And... <sighs> Think that one's very creative but if anyone has any ideas drop it in the comments
1: <laughs> on a a new belt what do you mean a new belt
0: i didn't say a new belt i said a belt
1: <laughs> oh well why would you get your wife out <laughs> why
2: it's a belt.
0: yeah exactly it's, a belt? it's already this one's falling apart <laughs> it'd be all right but
1: so did you ever train in mexico
2: uh no that's one of the things that i want to do mm-hmm. um i'm gonna probably this time that I'm going, I'm going to at least uh, yeah. because I know the the that's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the guy from from uh, the school, so I just need to, he, like the guy who used to be my coach at that gym, he's going to be like, hey, I want to do a thing. And also, yeah. uh, <laughs> my new personal hero, Professor John Rambo, he, he yeah. told me, if you're going, uh, let me know and I'll hook you up. That's awesome. Yeah, and he is working on uh, setting up a camp in, in Mexico for next year. Oh, So I'll give nice. you guys when That's go. Nice time? Yeah, I'll give you the details once the details are out.
1: If I speak terrible Portuguese in Mexico, <laughs> how would that make me look? Like an idiot? <laughs> oh, okay.
0: This Chinese guy <laughs> over here is trying to speak Portuguese yeah. in Mexico. <laughs>
1: I'm very confused. You're
2: getting a <laughs> Yeah, but uh, people appreciate when you're like trying to... Mm-hmm. Speak the language That makes
0: sense. Yeah, I mean, that's how we have to think about it from an English perspective, too. Like, if it's not someone's first language, we appreciate it when they try to speak English, because I think that that's a lot of people's reserve is that they are so afraid of sounding stupid or yes. looking dumb or something, but I try to think about it from my perspective that, like, if someone only speaks Spanish, if they try to speak English, I'm more than willing to help them out and, like, try to get them to where yes, they need I'm, to
2: be. That is uh, a limitation that you have when you're learning and trying to speak in a different country or living in a different country mm-hmm. like so many times i just shut myself because i didn't want to like look in it and i mm. did right yeah
0: right.
1: no problem for me i look stupid all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah i remember i studied in mexico for three weeks and i was staying with a host family and they didn't speak a single word of english like absolutely mm. nothing and that language barrier was really yeah. really tough But there were so many times that we were both trying. Like, I was trying to speak in Spanish as much as possible so that she could get what I was saying. But the amount of times she looked at me like, what? And I was like, I'm sorry. Let me get my Google Translate out. Hang on.
2: That's the only way to do it. That's the only way to to improve. It also happens to you, like, when I move for things for work, I had it. No problem. Mm -hmm. I could write in, speak Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. anything. But then when I started to uh, hang out with people outside of work and we're talking about other things, mm-hmm. then that's when it will hit me, like, I have no idea how to say <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is funny.
0: I think I was telling Nick not too long ago that I was super impressed that English is not your first language because you don't even <laughs> stutter at all on anything. Like, it's just coming out so naturally. Yeah. But it makes sense if you've been learning it since kindergarten.
2: Yeah, and, and I've been, like, in Maris here seven years. Right. Ago. Yeah.
0: I just think it's so cool because English is not
2: easy. And, uh, yeah, and at a certain point, I had no friends that spoke uh, Spanish.
0: Wow. Mm,
1: yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, wasn't, like, I okay. wasn't fluent like this uh, seven <laughs> years ago.
2: <laughs> and I have a funny story. Uh, I At work, um, I was like two years in, year in, living here. And uh, my director, the director of my department, quit. And the manager, too. So... I was okay. only a staff and I had to run meetings. Okay. And I would get so nervous. Aww. And like I just wanted to, to finish what I was saying and I would talk super fast. And then I'd say, okay, I need to like take some like public speaking courses or something. Oh. And I started <laughs> looking at at it. And they were very expensive. Okay. Like very expensive. Like thousands of dollars <laughs> expensive. I was like, wow oh, How how am I gonna fix this? <laughs> and then I saw there was a course for a stand-up committee. Oh, okay. And, I, and that was very cheap, like $80 for like two or three days. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I assume it's the same. Great. So I went and I took a stand up comedy training, not because I wanted to be a comedian, but because I wanted to get language, yeah. Yeah, that's the language. Yeah. So the language and experience cool. of talking, talking in, in front of people. Yeah. And I did.
0: How'd that go that's for awesome. you? That oh, was good. Like, I learned a little bit. <laughs> did people laugh at your jokes? Yeah. Yeah. something. There you go. <laughs> that would explain why he's so funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah.
2: But I, I, I have no intention of becoming a comedian. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: sometimes you make us laugh a lot.
2: Yeah. But
0: you're going back to Seattle in about yeah. a week yes. from today, I think. Yes. Which is super sad. The
1: next time we'll see you is probably in Vegas. Yeah, next
2: time I see it's is going to be when I win the World's. Yes, fantastic.
1: <laughs> so on top of jujitsu, you also add a lot of CrossFit into your yes. training.
2: Yeah, so always being very active. And uh, crossfit was something that I started a long time ago, and I like it because you just go to the gym and they tell you what to do, and you have to worry about uh, figuring out yeah, what figuring to do out for the workout or like chest day, yeah, chest roll. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and then uh, that so at the beginning that was my priority in uh, exercise wise. Mm-hmm. So I will travel and I will drop in different crossfits mm. and. I wish it now. I wish I had done that with jujitsu too, because then I would be like, "Oh yeah, I did a dropping in Costa Rica, I did a dropping in Malaysia." Because I used to travel a lot for work. Oh, so that's right. I'd done yeah. so many droppings and so many games across the world. But, uh, for CrossFit, for CrossFit, <laughs> yeah, not ah. not not for jujitsu. Ah. Yeah, and now I keep it just as a way to keep my cardio and my my exercise. And, yeah, mm-hmm. So like supplements strength. your jujitsu now. Yes. Yeah, so I used to do like five days a week CrossFit and two or three days a, day, uh, a week Jiu-Jitsu. Now it's five days. Now I do four or five days a week Jiu-Jitsu and just two or three days a week uh, CrossFit. Also, you get older and it's, it's more difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah, CrossFit is hard on the joints. Yeah, and the muscles.
2: Yeah, but it's a good. Uh, it's a it's a good workout. I've never and done CrossFit actually. Gets yeah, you ready for uh, Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, I don't know, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yep, that makes sense. Maybe I'll come try it in
2: once. Portland
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you go to compete. Yeah, that's what January.
2: Yes, yes, I was looking at them. It's January, and I think the other one is um, May. Industries.
0: Yeah, we're not gonna be around for the May one.
2: Yeah, well, January is. <laughs> uh, so that that's one thing that I thought was uh, curious about Pacific Northwest Jiu Jitsu. Is seen is bigger in Portland than in
1: Seattle
2: mm. um, I don't That's know why Seattle yeah. is a bigger city right but Portland is probably because the people that were going up from California they just stop in Portland <laughs> it's <not> good enough <laughs> am I gonna yeah. keep going yeah <laughs> did you ever go visit
0: Portland then? I have
2: done. I did one dropping in uh, one of the Hensos schools okay oh. it was good I'm sure because uh, you
0: yeah. went to Hensos in New York yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been
2: there too <clears throat> <laughs> yes, and that me, one <laughs> and, ourselves. Yeah, and he well, went to Marcellus yeah. yeah because Baltimore means so close to me I used to go oh, all yeah. the time I'm sure that makes sense
0: that's yeah. awesome. training jujitsu in other places is definitely a unique experience yes if you've never done it you should definitely get out of your comfort zone and go yes. do it because that's yes. my biggest drawback is I'm always so nervous to go to a different gym but I've been trying to push myself to do it more and get mm-hmm. more comfortable with it yeah and you
2: always find cool people mm-hmm. like of course sometimes you find the the uh, uh, dumb person that just wants to like, oh, yeah, welcome to this school. Like, I'm going to show you what we're like. Yeah, yeah, we're tough as nails. Like, dude. <laughs> That's not why I came here, I'm not dojo storming. Yeah, and, like, I, being in schools, and I've met people that uh, just by two or three times that I, I train with them make me think, like, oh, I wish I could, like, keep training here because I like it so much. And I think, yeah. like, recently in, in the... Uh, Denver school I made a purple belt and we're rolling and it was like a lot of fun The roll. Mm-hmm. and he was teaching me things and letting me do things but also like shutting down and, and like we had a good role yeah and and like he made me think like oh I I, I wish I could like keep training with this yeah. guy because you have
1: fun you're learning and you get some new stuff yeah 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 that's a win for everything
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so yes definitely go on and and train in other schools
1: do you find did you train at a lot of schools while you were a white belt or more as a blue belt?
2: Uh I would say more than as a blue belt Right. Because yeah, a right. lot of
1: schools don't like when white belts Yes come and drop in. Which yes. is a kind of a barrier.
0: That's honestly why I was so nervous yes, always to go because I was like, Well they're not gonna wanna roll with me, they're not gonna wanna be around me or they're gonna think I'm dumb or something right. like that. So like I just always was super it's probably within the last three months that I've come more out of my comfort zone. Like, okay, yeah, I'll go. I don't yeah. care.
1: But it's easy to look at a four-stripe white belt and be like, okay, yeah, you can come train. But, like, if you don't have any stripes or, like, a one- or two-stripe white belt. Yeah. And you want to go to another gym, the instructor might look at you and be like,
0: mm, Yeah. Well, that's I That's Like, when we were in Colorado, <laughs> yeah. I was a two-stripe white belt. And I was just like... I don't want to. I'm scared. And my dad literally had to go ask the black belt professor, like, will you roll with her? And I'm like, mm, I'm going to look like an idiot. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's different when you show up with a black belt and a blue belt, though. Yeah. Then you don't seem like such a scrub. Well, that's why I don't
2: want to do that. <laughs> but then when thing. you have your blue belt and everybody that's going to be promoted to blue belt, to, please be aware of this. You're going to get a target on your back. <laughs> Especially from your partners that used to be white belts. Yeah. Like, There's still, still white, belts, the white and belts. Now you're blue. And like, dude, we, oh, we I'm the same you know. as yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that changed was my belt. Yeah. yeah if that's you go an to adjustment. Other schools, then you, you <laughs> I know. You gotta target because you are not from there and you gotta target because mm-hmm. But
0: know. people
1: are gonna trust that you actually know Jiu Jitsu. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> just that. Like, That's the pros and cons of it, right? Because I've been thinking about that for a while now. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'll am i feel more comfortable going to other schools when I'm blue because then they'll look at me and think that I'm not an idiot. But then I'm like, well, then there's a lot to prove. Like, you have to prove <laughs> you're not an idiot. So.
1: Yeah, but you already proved that. Ugh. So, yeah.
2: good for you. And, and so. after a couple of roles, they're gonna like see that you know or don't know things. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's easy to tell, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and you'll be fine. <laughs> and usually, people are very receptive to visitors because again, it's such so a small community,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like you walk around, and see anybody with a jujitsu shirt, and you're like, Hey, jujitsu! and they're like, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Oof. yeah,
2: like it has happened to me in planes. <laughs> I'm watching videos of uh, whatever instructional I spend money on that mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like the guy next to me is like, Oh, is that jujitsu? and they were t- talking about.
0: Yeah. And then it just goes down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Kind of like last night. I seriously felt so bad at your house last night when we just kept talking about jiu <laughs> yeah. And I kept trying to, like, revert the conversation away so that Joey could, like, participate Join. a little bit more. And then yeah. it would always go back to jiu And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: So last night we had a small <laughs> get-together. And... Surprise party for Jose. Yeah. yeah. A, yeah Happy party. belated birthday. Yeah. Woo! Woo! A surprise party. <laughs> and uh, it was... The three of us both, uh, Avro, uh, and our conversation was 80% jujitsu. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, how it yes. goes all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is why we started this podcast so we could let it out yeah. in a yep. healthy and, and, way. Uh,
2: shout out to Avro because he knows, uh, he likes when we talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes when he's mentioned in this, in this uh, podcast. Uh huh. Yes.
0: <laughs> He'll be a guest soon. Yeah. We'll get him on. He's one of those unique people that. They just have natural talent and ability that even though he's a, yeah. what, one stripe white belt, yeah. he can kick my ass. So.
2: And he's going to compete January 8th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bully him into competing January eight. so he's going to compete January eight.
0: He should.
1: What a Matt bully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: funny.
0: Yeah, well.
2: I'll I... do it if he does it.
0: Was there anything else? You, you didn't even open your notebook. Uh, I told no, you you wouldn't. Just,
2: yeah, no, I'll just check and I think I cover everything. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I think this was a really good talk. It was a good way to open up more about traveling and yeah. being more like Nick is Chinese and I'm Mexican, but it's never been like an area that we can expand more on mm-hmm. in the minority aspect just yeah. because it's we don't she doesn't little look
1: little Mexican bit. and I don't look Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and also we speak great English. Only
0: yeah. when you drink. Yeah. I, 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 Did you uh, see him turning red yesterday? Uh, his Asian flesh. So when he drinks he goes completely uh, red, like just yep, yeah. his eyes turn red and his ears turn out like he gets splotchiness mm-hmm. on his back people think That's he's weird. allergic to alcohol but
1: it's just poison
0: everyone's allergic to alcohol
2: <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and the minority i just uh, i like that he's growing i think it's very yeah. difficult to talk about it without addressing some issues like uh, different incomes mm-hmm. because yes um it's a um sport for privileged people because it's expensive yes some places are very very expensive uh Membership wise,
0: well, not even just tuition, but everything like these yeah. are yeah, on you
2: can average get a hundred kid. bucks. And, and oh, that was one thing that I was I wanted to mention. There are some schools and some organizations. Oh yes, I want to do a shout out to uh, Guardian Jiu Jitsu. Um, their main one is in California, and then they open a friend opened one in Baltimore. And what they do is they it's a gym, so you can go and train, mm-hmm. but they have free membership for uh, kids that need it. So kids okay. that are in like low income bad situations, getting into troubles because you, you know how good is your mindset and how good your your uh, self control yeah, and your self control develops yeah. and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they offer free classes for for, uh, for youth. For youth. That's
1: yeah, for really okay. cool. you need. And they're trying to dissolve that income barrier.
2: Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's it's expensive a- to pay tuition, you get gi. Mm-hmm. And, and Any gi- doctor there. visits that you have
0: to go to for <laughs> injuring yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's very yeah, difficult to yeah. talk about being a minority in Jiu-Jitsu unless you address those uh, sensitive topics. But the one thing that I have to say is I've seen it grow and I like it. And it's also getting more more popular in Mexico.
1: Good. That's
2: awesome. So, yeah, so the, the place that I wanted to train that I couldn't because I couldn't afford it uh, it was one location. And last time I checked, I think it was like five, seven locations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very so cool. It's growing. So it's growing. And uh, If you want to compete, compete. And <coughs> if you want to train, just train. Yeah. What's the name of that
1: school that helps out the um, youth again?
2: Guardian Jiu-Jitsu. Gorgon? I think.
1: Guardian. 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 Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. You said that. Guardian. You told Guardian. me that before. Yeah. But yeah. Guardian Jiu-Jitsu. That's yeah. cool. Shout out to
2: them. Yeah. And, and they have a pretty good model because they're a non-profit. So if you go there, you can get... Uh, Tax deduction from your membership. Very
0: cool. Uh, that's kind of how yeah, City Champs a- is a little bit too, right?
1: Uh, City Champs. Yes, there's programs that we go to parks mm-hmm. or like um camp, like summer camps, and teach jiu-jitsu and kickboxing to the kids for free, yeah. so they can learn a little bit of self defense and get introduced to martial arts.
2: Yeah, and maybe it's like my professor John Bramble that he found his path into jiu-jitsu and now he's very successful. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's that Changes thing. lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. That was we i I'm, I'm happy it's, it's growing and you can see more brown people and yellow people and black people and white people on the month. Yeah. Everybody should be on the mats. Yes.
1: Everybody yeah. should train. It's good for
2: everybody.
0: It's not a cult at all, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: a pajama choking cult. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, all right. <clears throat> any last minute no. thoughts? Thank you, guys. Well, cool. thanks no, for thanks thanks coming, coming on. on. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Good, good, good topics. All right.
1: Thanks for listening, guys.
0: Thanks for listening.